Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Back Porch Writer Podcast, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. It's live, fun, and informative. Each week, I chat with writers, editors, and industry pros to give you and me a heads up about this whole new awesome publishing world. Back Porch Writer is about creating the life that you want through writing and publishing. Are you ready to tap submit? Let's explore the possibilities together. Welcome to Back Porch Writer. Welcome to Back Porch Writer, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. I'm your host, Corey Miller, and today is February 23rd, 2017, and this is another episode of Living the Indie Author Life, Take Six, and my special guest this evening is Connie Cockrell. So before I bring her on, just want to recap so all of you understand what's going on here and now with Back Porch Writer. Our normal shows will be on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central Daylight Time, that's 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Uh, on Pacific Coast. I don't know the mountain time. Sorry, I didn't calculate that. But at any rate, that will be the new day and time for the Backport Rider program. But because the Brain to Book Cyber Convention is about to happen in April, I am talking with a lot of different guests, all sorts of people. All of them are authors, obviously, and they're coming on because they're participating in the cyber convention this year. And so they're coming on a back porch writer to tell us all about what they do and why they do it and how they market and all the really good stuff, all the juicy details that you want to know because, you know, you either are an avid reader or you too want to be an indie author. And so that is why we're doing all of this. Uh, the Cyber Convention, it's the first weekend in April. Lots of fun stuff happening. There's cover wars. There's takeover events. Um, you can go over to Goodreads and search for the Brain to Book Cyber Convention and find out all the details that way. Or you can just Google Brain to Books and you'll find the website. And there's lots of options. Uh, there's workshops that are going on. There's um, Joe Conference, and I think he's gonna do this again this year. Last year he did coverage of the, the event for three days. The guy didn't get any sleep. It was hilarious. I'm sorry, Joe. Not hilarious that you didn't get any sleep, but just funny that you actually did this. So I think he's actually trying to do it again this year. In any case, there's all kinds of like talks with Joe and talks with other authors and, and lots of giveaways. So there you go. Lots of fun, fun, fun to be had. So that's what's going on. And this is another episode of Living in the Author Life. And as I said, this and I have a special guest by the name of Connie Cockrell joining me. Welcome to Back Porch Writer, Connie. Hi. Glad to be on Hi. with you, Corey. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. So you could probably, with your extensive um, experience traveling and, and building in the former military, you probably know what it is in mountain time, huh? <laughs> um, Actually, Arizona is in mountain time. So right now it's 5.03. So there we go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> awesome. Okay, everybody. So it's 6 o'clock Pacific or 6 o'clock Central Time, and it's 5 o'clock Mountain Time. See, I, just, I can never seem to remember that one. 
I remember the other two and not that one. I don't know why. Yeah. I always have to look that one up. You have to have a block. Yeah. So, so Connie, um, I understand from reading about you that you have been in indie publishing for a little while. Um, I think it was you started in 2011. Is that right? Yes, I did. Um, my daughter met a friend who was um, uh, starting her writing career, and she did National Novel Writing Month. And my daughter was all excited, and she was going to try and write a book. So she was telling my husband and I all about this National Novel Writing Month, and I said, well, how hard can that be? And she said, well, if you think it's easy, why don't you do it? And so I did. It was crazy. I had two weeks to prepare. (laughs) And how did you do? I finished. I finished that book and every other book I've done in November as well. Yeah, I'm kind of like that, too. I love using it as a way to kickstart something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it, it can get crazy. I've gotten it down to where I can I can write um, more than 50,000 words. I can write a whole novel, first manuscript of a novel, in like 23 days. So yeah. that's my shortest yeah. time. And it's all because <laughs> of National Novel Writing Month. You know, it just... Exactly. It, I love it. it. Just, it you can be so driven, you know, <laughs> when, when yeah. you need to be. <laughs> yeah. So that's very exciting. So I thought you've got quite a few different books, and some of them are mysteries. Some of them, one one looked like it was a sci-fi series um, that you mm-hmm. do. So what what's going on? You seem to be writing lots of different stuff. I I do, which is why I call my website Connie's Random Thoughts. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I really like sci-fi, and I and I really like mysteries and. You know, I'm an eclectic reader, so it just kind of follows that I'm an eclectic writer as well. But, yeah, I have um, the completed Gulliver Station series is sci-fi, and my Brown Rain series is kind of YA dystopian sci-fi. So, you know, there's that going on. But then, you know, I branched out into into cozy mystery, and I like writing. I like writing cozy mystery, too. And I even dabble a little bit in westerns and and contemporary, so you know fantasy and 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 I do all of those kinds of things are on my website every Friday. I post a free flash fiction story, thousand words or less usually, and they can be anything they could be contemporary, they could be military, they could be fantasy or sci-fi or western, it just doesn't, whatever idea happens to pop into my head that week to write a story about. Well, you know, when people come on the show, authors come on the show who are like you, that they're writing in several different genres, I the, the question that automatically brings up in my mind is, how are you, one, branding yourself as an author, and two, how are you marketing as an author, when I, you've got I, all of that going on, those are those are those are really good questions. I brand on Connie's random thoughts um, and my name, rather than on a specific book or a specific genre. So I brand on myself basically and market the same way. Um, for me, that means it's been a, a slow rise because you know I'm just not. I'm I'm not just putting out one kind of genre and so it's taken taken some time to to build a fan base and 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 make those sales with people who follow but 
you know, there's a lot of readers like me who read a lot of things, and so I may appeal to that marketing segment as well. Do you, you know, figure out certain times? I guess, let me put it this way. How's your day structured as an indie author? Um, well, I'm I'm retired, so I don't have to worry about a day job, which helps. Um, but you, mainly, the average day, I write in the afternoon, which is when my husband takes a nap. So it's, the house is quiet. There's nothing going on. I've got my, you know, all the running around and errands and chores done. So, you know, the afternoon is mine to, to write or to work on marketing or whatever. And and that's how that works for me. Other people, they got to roll out of bed and start writing right away or the day is blown. So do you have certain days that you designate as your marketing slash branding days? And advertising days versus I'm going to write today? Um, no. <clears throat> I tend to write every day and for a couple hours and then, then play with the marketing and the social media and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What's been the most effective tool for you in terms of marketing? And by effective, I mean actually led to sales for you. Um, that has been kind of slow, but I've been purposely working on building my newsletter list, email list. And mm-hmm. um, the best thing I've found for that is the relatively new company, InstaFreebie. I don't know if you know about InstaFreebie, but I've I've worked with a, a group of mystery thriller suspense authors. We get together every month or six weeks or so, and we put up books as a group and that has netted me a lot of uh, newsletter subscribers. And InstaFreebie is really good. These are people who don't unsubscribe as soon as you send them a newsletter. They're really, uh, they're really quality um, contacts. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really, actually, I have my last InstaFreebie was in January, and I got 1,300 signups wow. um, out of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. You get a lot. You get a lot. Even and I've even done InstaFreebie on my own and still garnered fifty um, signups in a month without doing anything. I just have the book up there. And people sign up or they don't. So mm-hmm. it and you're not really seeing well. them. It sounds like you said you're not seeing them completely drop off after a period. Right. I mean, one or two will, and and usually I see um, one or two drop a week. But, you know, when I'm bringing them in at a 1000 at a whack, I don't mind losing one or two. <laughs> mm-hmm. How often do you send out a newsletter? Um, I try to do one a month. Um, I keep it kind of chatty, uh, talk about what I'm working on right now, um, any, any giveaways I happen to have going, uh, what I've got planned for the future as far as writing is concerned. Um, I might even talk a little bit about my garden or something or hiking if uh, if it's the right season. Mm-hmm. I try not to make it too long. Uh, I think people get bored easy. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, just to circle back to your, your book, you mentioned that the, the one series was uh, YA. That, the series that you have that's the Gulliver, Gulliver Station story, mm-hmm. that series, who's yeah. that? Who's the audience? Um, that's a sci-fi book, so it's a sci-fi audience, 
but it it's a, a generational story. So people who are interested in following, um, uh, in this case, a space station, the life of a space station and the people on it, that's the kind of market that I am looking for. And um, I bring a lot of different themes into each book. And it's funny, I actually wrote the third book first. Um, I was totally thinking about doing something different. And when I got done with the book, I was like, oh, wow, I really like Gulliver. I really like the station. I don't want to do the other thing. I'm going to write about this station. So that's how that, that's how that series came about. What's the, the low, in terms of the age, though, what's the low age? age range for that? That would be a, a teens. A, a teens okay. can read that. I don't get um, too horribly violent. There's no uh, overt sex. So, um, yeah, it's it's clean enough for high schoolers. Okay. Good to know. And then you mentioned you do the, the cozy mysteries. What attracted mm-hmm. you to cozy mysteries? Well, I've been a Miss Marple fan forever. So um, I, I've always liked those kind of mysteries. Um, I mean, I like the, the hard-boiled detective stuff, too, and the noir, but uh, cozy mysteries are really popular. And I wasn't writing to market, but the, that particular subgenre really interests me. And, and I had been thinking about doing something uh, along the, those lines, and the storyline one day just popped into my head, and I went, oh, that's what I want to write right there. So the first book was Mystery at the Fair, and it's it's funny. I have I I work at my local county fair as a volunteer, so I have some background in how a fair operates, and I just I just went I just went with it. It's set in a fictional town in central Arizona, um, but other than that, uh, a lot of the stuff in there is true. And I've made friends with the local police department, so anytime I have a question on police procedure or something, I, I can go right to the source and say, well, how does that work in a small town? And and they just tell me, you know. And, and in my first book, my protagonist finds a, a dead body in the in a connex. And so I was doing all this research on on how on how bodies decompose in the dry heat. Um, I probably on a, I'm on some kind of watch list at this point, but um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, You're I called the cops company. and I yeah I, I asked if I asked them you know what happens if you find a dead body in a connex? What do you do? Who's the medical examiner? Where do they go? That kind of thing, and and they mm-hmm. just told me everything I wanted to know right up front. I know. Don't you find it? Okay, here's what I find. These are really odd questions. I I'm a mystery writer. So, yeah, we've got some odd questions. But I'm usually struck at the fact that when I go to ask a police officer that question or I call the state patrol to ask a, a question that I think is kind of weird, they don't really bat an eye, <laughs> you know? They don't. I was astounded. Um, I spent 20 years in the military in communications, and I was a security NCO, and I was thinking to myself, every time I asked what I thought was a, a question he shouldn't really probably answer, he just write up and gave me all the information. And I'm thinking my bat military background was like, no, no, you shouldn't be telling people that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's perfectly fine. Apparently you know, it is. Not a problem. <laughs> 
it is helpful to have to make those sort of friendships though, because I have a, a couple people that I can go to who are former uh, homicide detectives, and one of them, actually two of them, were narcotics undercover, and so mm-hmm. you know I can go to them and I can ask them questions, and it's not they don't think it's strange at all, and they both right. are, they've been on my show because they both have written books about their careers. Um, cool. So it's not completely weird. So it's nice to start making those connections, and and they don't exactly. Crazy. I will, I will tell you this though. I was talking with an author earlier this week, and it came up that I was researching um, snipers, and I specifically needed to know when a bullet hits glass, a certain type of glass, what would happen to the glass, you know, mm-hmm. and then once it hit my victim, the target, what would that look like? You know, I had to play all that out. And so mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody who was a sniper. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to try and research this and figure it out. And I found an expert. And that was a really weird conversation. And it was all through email. But it started a little strange, right? Because it's like, <laughs> why Why are you asking these questions? <laughs> I'm like, I'm an author. Seriously, you can check me out. Here's all my information. Here. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, it can, it can get a little bit a little dicey. But in cozy mystery, it's not... I mean, I would imagine, because I read a lot of mysteries, and I love cozy mysteries, and I just love mysteries, generally speaking. I like to read mysteries. Um, But those generally are not as graphic. Um, And it sounds like you're getting a little more detail. Do you include some of those details, some of those really graphic details? No, I didn't include any graphic details about the body, just that it was... um, uh, now the word escapes me, but it was all dried out, and, and you know mm-hmm. I wanted to know if the hair would 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 flow because I have it falling out of a a cabinet, and so I wanted mm-hmm. to know if the hair would would flow behind behind it or not, or especially how long because I I mm-hmm. needed to set up the timeline. I needed to know how long it would take for it to get to that point. Um, but I didn't in in the book itself. I don't get into any real graphic detail about the the body or the death. But I think how, about that, that that's the amount of research, and this is the conversation I had with the author a couple of days ago. The amount of research that you, I, you know, authors put into that, just to get a detail that we could put into a book that isn't graphic necessarily, but we still have to know all of that leading up to it. You know, I don't exactly. think a lot of the average reader probably doesn't even realize that the amount of research that's involved in that just to know, would there be hair? Does the hair fall this way or that way? I mean, that's stuff people normally wouldn't think of. Right, right. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I was like, you know, my protagonist is watching this body fall, you know, and she's going to something, some detail is going to stick in her mind. And for me, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the the jacket and the hair, mm-hmm. and so I needed to know what those would do, and and right. and to set up the timeline, how long she would have had to be in the connex. So I was like, oh my god, this is gross. <laughs> I I I still have the research in case I need to know other things about how bodies decompose. <laughs> exactly. Well, now I know who to go to if I have questions about how bodies <laughs> decompose in a certain environment. <laughs> I'll just yeah. call you. Like, what did you find out? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I learned something today that I thought was really interesting. At least I, cool. I think this is, this might be correct. We, we, I was driving the children to school this morning, 
and there was a dead critter in the road, which is common around here, mm. skunk or possum, whatever. And I, I thought it was a skunk. My daughter didn't believe me. She thought it was something else. And so she said, well, you know, I didn't see the white stripe and we did, and there was no smell. Because normally, you know, you could smell those things forever, right? Sure. Skunk. <laughs> and so on my way back, and, you know, now 15, 20 minutes has elapsed or something. So it's warmed up just a tinge, not a lot. And I'm driving back. It's definitely a skunk, but it was little. And now I could sort of kind of smell it. And my theory was, okay, so apparently when it's really cold out, that inhibits the smell. <laughs> from the Good skunk. fact. Good fact to know. Like, I don't know if it's true, though. I just, that was the observation because we couldn't right. smell it, you know, when we passed the first time and we should have been able to smell it. And then I could when I came back and I thought, huh, okay, so now I have to look into things like that. This cold extreme cold will that inhibit a smell of something that's rotting or that you know or a skunk or something like that because I had no idea until today when that happened and these right. are the weird things that I do as a writer <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I'm not alone I know this to be right. true right. I know concretely so <laughs> you you sound like someone who when you're out and about your ideas just are coming to you I mean you just yeah, do something kind of go well, yep yeah, they do. I carry a notebook in my purse all the time. Take a note. What's the strangest thing you've seen and then turned it into a story? Um, I didn't see it myself, but there was a newspaper article in the local paper about a car that had crashed a few miles away from here, and they found an IED strapped to the bottom of the car. Hmm. And... And I I knew as soon as I saw the article that that had to go into into my one of my mystery books, and it, it did. It went into Mystery in the Woods. Mm. Well, today I was sitting yep. at a diner, and um, this very tall man walked in. And I, by tall, I'm five feet tall. He might have been about seven feet tall. He was <laughs> really tall. And I thought, okay, not quite seven feet, but he's. He's pushing it because my husband's six one and he was several inches taller than that and he's taller than my oldest son who's six five. So he's wow. taller than that. That's why I said he really was pushing it. He's really tall and he, and he goes to try and sit down in one of the the booths, right? And you never mm-hmm. think about it unless you're super short or really tall, how things aren't made to fit you. Right? right. So this clearly not made to fit this man. And that was interesting. But what was even more interesting was the man who came in next, who sat with him. And his back was to me. And I'm looking at the back of this man's shirt, and it's got some sort of weird, I don't know, stain or something along the back that's not supposed to be there. And I'm thinking, is he bleeding? <laughs> that was the first That oh. was the thought that popped into my head. And I thought, oh, oh what happened? So now there's a story there that I have to make up. Right, <laughs> right. right. I got to run with exactly. that one. There's something here. Something <laughs> happened. I'm not sure who did it. <laughs> But, you know, maybe it was right. that spot where apparently there's a spot in your back where you can be stabbed and you won't feel it <laughs> right away. Maybe that's right. what it was. I don't know. But <clears throat> I don't know. Those are, the weird, <laughs> those are the weird things that happen. You know, you go out and yeah. you, But as an author, that's the fun part, right? You're out and about. And it you're is. just sort of open to whatever you see. Exactly. Right? And exactly. then you come up with all these ideas. So what's next for you? Because, you know, you just, 2011, you've just been knocking them out. Yeah, I'm uh, in the process of editing the third mystery uh, book. It's going to be Mystery at the Book Festival. 
and um and I have uh one of my brown rain uh stories needs to be edited and then I have a short story kind of a a space opera kind of thing that I'm going to edit and submit to some contest or something somewhere Space so opera. Oh, I'm working on that. Yeah, space opera. Okay, just to quickly tell everybody what a space opera is in case we're Oh, um, if if you've seen a, uh, like Flash Gordon, Flash Gordon mm-hmm. would be a space opera. Um, you know, kind of over the top, a little goofy, um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, yeah, that that story is called Tania, um, Jania of Tania. Jania of Tania. <laughs> yep, she's a she's a princess, of course. So of course, oh yeah, that's important. It's a space opera. There must be a princess. Uh, yeah, I had to, I had fun with that one. I actually wrote that in November. I did a bunch of short. I was kind of a rebel in November, and I I did I finished a novel, and I I did a couple of shorter works and some other stuff, and um, and Jania of Tania is one of them. <laughs> So what is your, real quick, 30 seconds or less, what's your favorite part about being an indie author? That I get to have fun like this. I just make stuff up and ask people rude questions, and it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that is part of the fun. Absolutely, that's part of the fun. So tell everybody your website so they know how to get you. I'm at Connie'sRandomThoughts.com. And your books are available on Amazon. I know that. Are they available anywhere oh, yeah. else? Yep, they're available on Barnes and Noble, iBooks, Kobo. You know the whole the whole range. Okay. So where all good books are sold, people, that's where you exactly. can find Connie's books. <laughs> Do you have any uh, giveaways <laughs> going on right now? <laughs> um, I don't actually. I just finished up uh, one, and I haven't started the next one. So. Ah, uh-huh. so people, that, you yeah. need to look out for that. Sounds like she's going to do That's another right. one soon. Soon. I'll be ready for it. Soon, soon. All right. All right. Well, Connie, thank you so much for joining me here on Back Porch Writer. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Have a great night. Thank you. All right, everybody, go over to Amazon.com, of course. Check out her books. If you find one that you enjoy, then be sure to leave a review because indie authors can really use, you know, some review love. Be honest, be kind. That's all we ask when you're writing reviews for the books that you're checking out over on Amazon or wherever else you happen to buy them. But just leave reviews. Uh, you know, let everybody know what you liked about the book. That's all you got to do. Pretty simple. I want to thank you so much for joining me here on Back Porch Writer, the show for writers about writers and writing. Again, I'm your host, Corey Miller. Until next time, pull the chair, sit the bell, and write. Thanks for listening to Back Porch Writer. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe via iTunes so people just like you can find the show. If you've got comments, questions, or want to be a guest, visit BackPorchWriter.com for details. I'm your host, Corey Miller. Until next time, pull the chair, sit the bell, and write. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.